Welcome to another episode of the Awareness Advantage Podcast, where leaders who are good at getting stuff done become great leaders to influence and inspire people. I'm your U.S. co-host and best-selling author, Kevin McCarthy, joined by my good friend, Canadian business partner, and best-selling author, Licky Labji. If you have not yet done so, click subscribe so you never miss an episode. And now, the Awareness Advantage Podcast. Licky, what are you thinking this morning? You know, we had, uh, had an interesting day yesterday. We had our leadership cohort finish up yesterday, the first one, and then I had a workshop yesterday afternoon. And both of them were deep conversations around acknowledgement and compliments. And then the second workshop, what came up was, what really is the difference between acknowledgement and compliments? And more importantly, I have a real hard time receiving those is the topic. Now, the question to you would be, what does receiving a compliment look like for you? We should start with, what's the difference between an acknowledgement and a compliment? Okay. To me, acknowledgement means that, and the way I view it based on what I do is, you showed up when nobody else would. Professionally, it's a very, it's a very fine line, I think. Because somebody could acknowledge, hey, thank you, know, thank you for showing up, which turns it more into a compliment. Good, Neil. It could be a fine line, and that's the difference. It could be a real fine line. However, they're so different in the feeling. There are two words that are used interchangeably quite often. I think the, uh, the fine line we're talking about here is acknowledging is really to acknowledge someone's presence, right? Acknowledging uh, their efforts and and their actions versus, you know, complimenting more about, is more about expressing admiration or praise maybe, or qualities, abilities, achievements in a fine line. But it's, uh, I think you hit it nail. It's that, it's the idea of recognizing somebody's presence. Who likes to be complimented or acknowledged? <laughs> Chelsea's going to be like, nope. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to get those face to face. Have you heard of, uh, who is it, Mark? You'll know the, uh, love languages guy, the five love languages is that Gary Chapman. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Chapman. Right. So to answer your question, Licky, one of my love languages is words of affirmation. So yes, I, I, I like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you, how well do you receive them? Depends on how, how affirming they are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yesterday when we were doing this, uh, I was doing this exercise at my workshop, and right away, the deflection started, and the jokes started, and the sarcasm started as soon as they started getting appreciated. Oh, it's okay, don't worry about it. Oh, you know, you did such a great job as well. Like, not even ready to hear it, and then right back into just giving them the compliment because I want the pressure off of me and onto you. Laughing is the best one. Uh, no, 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 it's okay. Don't worry about it. Ah, oh, there we go. You know, whatever that looks like. I think there's a fine uh, line between, as you said, Neil, between acknowledgement and compliments. What lands more? What makes a difference to you? And it's different for everybody. So for me, either one, acknowledgement or compliment, I don't like to just hear, oh, you did a good job. Because to me, that's very generic and it's not specific enough to what they're referencing. So if I'm going to receive an acknowledgement or a compliment, I like to hear what it is specifically, you know? So 
you know, you, the report you turned in was really specific and to the point. Thanks for keeping it concise. You know, something to that effect. And I'm the same way when I give acknowledgments or compliments. I try to be very specific. I don't like to do just that's a good job kind of thing. So for me, that's what matters is that it's more specific to exactly what they're talking about. Yeah, I like that. So I mean, that's exactly it because when you say you did a great job, did a great job for what? Did it give it on time? I don't even remember. I don't even know what, what I was supposed to do for you, but I did it. Now, what would you like for an acknowledgement? So this, here's, there'll be a difference about what an acknowledgement means to you. What would you have liked to see as an acknowledgement come your way along with that? I guess I don't differentiate the two very well. Again, it's place and time and why. Why did they take the time to make a comment to me about it is what I want to know. Yeah. I don't know if that's answering your comment, though. No, it's, it's perfect. And, and and you know what? It's interesting is that that differentiation between knowledge and compliment is uh, not known by a lot. And it, it, it's very, we just think complimenting is acknowledging. And it is. However, going to the acknowledgement level, it's heart-centric. Okay. personal-based as opposed to task-based. Maybe I could add to that, Licky. Please. Maybe we need to understand the difference between acknowledging personhood and acknowledging behavior or accomplishment. Because I think, I think acknowledging personhood has a deeper heartfelt meaning, like you said. People want to know that they're they're significant or that they matter to you or that they are seen as a person, not just for what they do. And I think that takes it to another level too. Yeah. You know, something that comes to mind on that is you've got somebody who works for you, had a project given to them. They did the project extremely well. So you, you, you compliment them and say, Hey, but, you know, great job on getting this project done on time and getting it, you know, getting it done uh, with great precision. That's a compliment, but then to, to go another level, you say, and you know what, I saw how much effort you really put into this and how, how much extra time you spent that you didn't necessarily have to. And I really want to let you know that that's greatly appreciated, right? So it's when they feel seen and heard, I think that's the significant difference with acknowledging somebody as opposed to recognizing, you know, a complimentary task or achievement or what have you. Yeah. Another question, uh, another layer of this, one of leadership's greatest roles. And frankly, I think we would agree that pretty much anybody here is in leadership. Whether you, if you make any decisions that impact somebody else, you are taking on a leadership role, uh, but whatever your title is, doesn't matter. Uh, when you think in terms of leadership, one of the greatest roles of leadership is to develop others. Right. So when you think in terms of developing others with regard to acknowledging others, what can you do and how can you, how can you go the extra mile to not just compliment, but actually acknowledge in your work setting? And Kevin, I, I talked to you a little bit earlier about this is that I think each style of the blind spot styles has a different way of appreciation, acknowledgement and what, how they receive things as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you look at our secret survey where the left side of the, the quadrant is very task-based. So does that mean, and this is a question for you, Kevin, does that mean that the task-based styles would really enjoy the compliments on their tasks being completed? Whereas the people side of things are a little bit more heart-centric compliments. 
what do you think? Is that, does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Interesting concept. I do think there is, um, there's a correlation to some degree with the type, the temperament people's, you know, temperament, what we call styles and how they like to receive compliments or be acknowledged. So yeah, for example, uh, competitors, right? They're, they're all about, they, they're driven to win. So they're all about competition. So they certainly want to be recognized. If you ever go into a competitor's office, you probably see all kinds of plaques and trophies and awards and those are the, the, the you know, earmarks of a competitor's environment. Golden pool cues. Well, I don't have one of those. That's a good idea though. <laughs> well, they do have all my pool trophies sitting up, but yeah. So how might you acknowledge a competitor? And before you answer the question, I'm thinking about again, the competitor's temperament, bullet points and punchlines get to the point quickly. I've got places to be people to see this is a competitor, right? So if you come at a competitor where they, what they perceive to be a mushy, heartfelt comment. Oh my, <laughs> you think that might be a little rough? I love doing that to you. And you I hate it when you do that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you can shut up now. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. How, so how would you approach a competitor style? So that temperament we're talking about that type A, that, that hard driver temperament, how would you acknowledge them to where they would receive that? I think you would acknowledge all their trophies and plaques and all that. That's an acknowledgement. Like, wow, you did a lot of studies for all these degrees or you went to a lot of pool tournaments and got all these plaques, right? But I think then the compliment is something different. Like if you, if I acknowledge that you have all these facts on the wall, that I'm, I'm seeing that and I'm recognizing you, I'm acknowledging you and what you have done. The compliment for me then takes an extra layer where you said, you know, you do then say you must be really good at what you do or I don't know. It's an extra layer for me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be mushy because I think when you start talking about mushy, I don't know if it's my camera, but maybe you were blushing. You know, it's like, <laughs> not make me blush. Like, don't do that. But at the same time, Licky or somebody acknowledges you and is hitting a, a, a soft spot there. And you do like it. Although you say it's mushy. Absolutely. <laughs> Tough exterior. <laughs> soft. Well, that's, that's a really good point, you know, and he... And that's where that uncomfortable of receiving th those words, um, it, it gets harder, especially that style. I know Kevin has a hard time with that on the, the mushy stuff, but to get to the point, you did a great job on this. I love the, the work that you do on behind the scenes, loves that stuff because that's, he can uh, relate to it really quickly. It, it's just tangible. The whole heart centric stuff, he loves it, just gets uncomfortable. And whereas with me, he's like giving me tasks, like you did a great job, good speech, like, okay, whatever. It's great. However, if you tell me you transformed all these people's lives and I saw somebody came up and said they were in tears because of this and you made a change, made impact in their life, that's all I needed. That's what I need. So it all depends on what we need, I guess. If you are in leadership at any level, 
From frontline manager to chief executive, Licky and I would like to invite you to join the conversations in our live virtual studio audience every Thursday or any Thursday that you are available from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time. For more information, please visit us at blindspots.vip forward slash audience. That's blindspots.vip forward slash audience. Now, back to the program. I wonder if it's like that the driving need. So just acknowledge their win if it's a competitor. Acknowledge their story if they're motivator. Acknowledge their expression and, you know, whatever, whatever the, the yeah. word is. Harmony for yeah, harmony for peacemaker. Hey, I'd look, love how you bring people together and, and just look after the team. Uh, yeah. Accuracy. And thanks for those numbers that they just helped me so much. So just like take that driving, whatever that driver, uh, need is and just focus on that and you'll probably be hit the, hit the target. But then do you think Mark that you also have to modify your compliment giving a little bit to the type well i think modify the acknowledgement so you did the same with the compliment yeah number one i I think it needs to be authentic so we don't want to just blow smoke yeah (laughs) always so uh, it does need to be authentic but yeah i think i think you would uh maybe adjust the compliment to the you've got to connect it like cindy said you got to connect it to the actual thing that was done i think the acknowledgement is simply, hey, good win, or thanks for sharing that story. Mm-hmm. Those are, that's a simple acknowledgement that, but if you're going to go compliment, then you need to know how did that expression impact the task? How did that win help the team? So you can go one step further. I think my question then back to Licky is, if Kevin said that, hey, I loved how you transformed all these people in the room, do you see that as an acknowledgement or as a compliment? Acknowledgement. So what would a compliment then be to you? Good speech. You delivered it well. We hit all the points. Well done on that. Those are compliments to me. So then it's much smaller. It's more like carved out. Like Cindy said, you connected to what actually happened to that person, that instance, that situation. Yeah, so to me, to me, and in my world, a compliment to me is very specific on the task I dare. So if I'm delivering the speech, well done. You had the, we had the group engage. You hit all the points. We, we covered this, this, and this, and that person really enjoyed that. And the, the second part of that compliment was, hey, like, you know, I was noticing the crowd. We didn't have anybody leave the, the room, and you were really engaged. And I saw some people actually in tears when you were speaking about your story. Now, that's a heartfelt acknowledgement for me. However, even though I like the acknowledgements and I give those acknowledgements, I think compliments are just as important because task-based compliments are really important. We need to make sure that people actually get what they need to get done. And when they know they're doing a good job at that specific task, they want to be told. And it's important to do that. That's how Kevin made a comment about leadership styles and how do we empower others. And acknowledge and appreciating others is probably the, the easiest way of empowering others, especially when things aren't going well. It's trying to dig deep and trying to find that little golden nugget about that person and getting them to realize, okay, they are a good person. They deserve this and they want to be seen and heard. 
we can do that in a small way, I go such a long way. Well, if you think about it, uh, what you just said, like you spot on is this whole idea of awareness in the moment and the, uh, you know, recognizing and seeing somebody, you know, helping them feel seen through acknowledgement and, and recognizing their accomplishments uh, through compliments and such, it really boils down to connection, right? And, uh, and when people feel a connection, especially with their bosses, they, they, uh, you'll have a better culture in the workplace that you'll have less turnover because they, when somebody feels connected, especially by their boss, you know, with their boss, there could be all kinds of ruckus going around uh, at the, uh, at the company. There could be, you know, missteps here and there, but that person's not going to want to leave just because of a misstep here or there because they got a great boss they're connected with, right? On the other hand, if a, if a company has got all these missteps and there's no connection, it's like, okay, I'm looking for another job. <laughs> I'll give you my notice as soon as I find one, right? So the, the, the connection's huge, and this is a great, great way to connect is to acknowledge people. And Kevin, I want to just add on to that. That doesn't mean that the company should be focusing just on that. I mean, you've got a bottom line to hit. You've got to get stuff done. You've got to deliver, you've got to meet your customers' needs. To get it done in a more efficient, fun way, the acknowledgement is added on top of that, mm -hmm. along with the task. And that goes such a long way. We've got to work with organizations that will transform them just by doing that one exercise about appreciating each other. Uh, and then that goes such a long ways. As you were saying that, Kevin, what came up to me was, what came to my mind was, the people that have a hard time giving the acknowledgements and appreciation, I wonder if they needed more to hear for themselves so that they can actually give as well. Hmm, good question. What do you all think? I didn't learn how to be a really authentic giver until I had to receive. It did something to my, my generosity, my giving, like whatever, like the giving of myself or giving of acknowledgement. When I had to receive it, when I could no longer dodge and duck and I just received it, it showed me the value of it. And so I did what I might have done by accident for, I now did with intention and it took it up at that level. Mark, that's a good point. Thank you. And uh, what I also learned yesterday in one of the workshops was the general manager was actually giving a lot of compliments. He was great. He was an incredible, incredible general manager. He did two with me before. And when we walked around, he was acknowledging every single person. And I pulled him aside before I did the, the conversation. I said, what drives you to do this? He, he actually said this to me. He goes, so that I feel good. I do this so that I feel good. I said, interesting. Do you hear these words back to you? He goes, not, not usually. So the more we give, the more we're looking for as well. I think that also speaks to how genuine that person is because he only gives the compliment to give, not to receive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think it's something, I grew up in a, in a culture where no compliments given, no received, like, you know, that's, that's mushy stuff. We don't go there. We don't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, coming to this country, I think more people are taught us here. I think when you walk around in stores or like you go to parties where you don't know anybody, people are very friendly with each other. 
and there's a lot of compliment given to strangers. And I've learned that myself. Like I, I can go to a place and compliment somebody, hey, you have, I really like your shoes, something like that. And I also see that as like, it's not for me. I'm not expecting that person to say something back to me, but it's like the openness to be able to say something, right? So, but then like, when you say, Mark, like you have to learn how to give and then you learn how to receive. I think we're not taught how to receive compliments. We're not taught that. I mean, you look at, at, I look at my kids and it's like, they're not taught that. Just there's so many things on the emotional spectrum that we are not being taught. And it's, it's such a loss. That might be why we do what we do. <laughs> Job security. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, that's a good point. Um, one of my mentors and friend, uh, Bob Berg, he has a book called The Go-Giver. And his fifth law, Law of Receptivity, says, the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. And does he then also explain how to receive and what to do? Well, let's talk about that. Let's have some conversations about how do you receive? I used to be very awkward about when somebody would give me a compliment. It was like, you have no idea what you're talking about. And I've learned how to receive and say, thank you. That's really kind of you. Like, thank you for seeing me, hearing me, acknowledging me. Love it. Love it. That's awesome. But it's something you have to learn. It's, it's, and be aware of again, you know. It's, you know, Vera, by you saying that, you've taken away the uncomfortableness of the person giving. Just remember, the person giving, it's, it could be natural, it may not be. But if the person receiving deflects it or laughs it off, you've just hurt the person's feeling that was giving. Keep that in mind as well. So the person wants to give authentically. And if you're blocking that, that person may stop giving to you. There is a principle of sowing and reaping, right? Different cultures have different words for that, karma, whatever, but... If you refuse a blessing, then you're robbing somebody of a blessing. So I kind of like that thought too, that, you know, that it might've, they might've worked up a lot of courage to do that. And then we shut it down. The other thing is when I, when I do actively receive it like that, it actually does make a difference in my life. It actually does change something within me. And so I think it's good. Hey, uh, what, one thought I have here is we have no idea what it costs that person to give us that compliment or that gift. And that's, uh, something that I hang on to all the time. Yeah. That's a really good point, Steve. Thanks for saying that. Just a, a story to underline this whole thing. My daughter was vice president of a marketing company at 29 and she turned 30 and she wanted like, that's a pretty good accomplishment, right? She quit just before her 30th birthday, made great money, uh, whatever. And I says, why did you quit? And he because it's toxic. I never, ever hear a positive thing from my boss, like the, the owner. I never get any acknowledgement for the hard work I'm putting in. They, you know, so she had the title and she had the money, but she didn't have the affirmation and the acknowledgement. And she's, she's not the type of person wanted them to follow over themselves complimenting her. She just wants to do her job, get, get things done. Right. And so, um, 
that's a great example of what we're talking about here. I think it's actually does speak to the bottom line because now they had to, they lost a quality person. Plus they have to now find another person to replace her. And, uh, later found out three other people went with her. So they lost other people because of the way she was treated. And so what was the cost of that? So just keep in mind that this is a bottom line issue too for business and for organizations. I think along those lines, kind of what came to mind with, for me, and, and I've, you know, I've definitely felt this, whether within, you know, within a work environment or other things is that if you're never, you know, complimented or acknowledged for, you know, for the things you're, you feel like you're doing and, and the, maybe the impact you, you know, that you're, you know, you're having on, on it, whether it's on the bottom line or just moving things forward, then there is that feeling that develops me sometimes more immediately, but I think more often it's over time that, you know, you feel like you're being used and then it can lead to you to that, you know, resentment and, and frustration that otherwise, if you're kind of happy with the work you're doing or with your title or with, you know, your money, like, you know, at some point the balance, you know, the balance gets off where you, where you don't want to do it anymore. And I mean, I, I had a, you know, even just in a, you know, volunteer organization, you know, earlier, earlier this week, I was, you know, I was having those, those feelings because I was, I was doing all of these things to try to push, push the project forward and, you know, get our group ready for a presentation that we, you know, we need to do later this month. And, and I just kept feeling like I'm doing all of these things, but nobody's not even that I wanted to be praised for it, but just acknowledged of, Hey, somebody's actually trying to move us forward on this. And, and make sure that we're prepared. And, and so I could feel the, those feelings in, in kind of building up inside, but then we had, a you know, had a meeting the other day with the larger group and, and even, and I, you know, I wasn't expecting it, but, you know, my, my co-leader of the group really, he, you know, at one point he said, you know, oh, well we, you know, and I, and I just want to, you know, thank Kirby for, you know, for these things when I've been out of pocket or, you know, other people have been focused on other things. And, and it was just a very minor, minor thing, you know, wasn't, you know, wasn't just pouring out over me, but, but I thought, okay, that actually helped me to kind of get refocused and say, all right, I can finish this out as opposed to feeling like I just wanted to shut down and just, you know, do the job, but then just not want to deal with these people or not want to, you know, move forward with it. Kirby, thank you so much for saying that. What I heard there is it was just a little bit of acknowledgement that you needed. Just a little bit. Yeah. And that made you go further and just keep on doing the work. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that. So just keep that in mind for us other leaders here. If you are in leadership at any level, from frontline manager to chief executive, Licky and I would like to invite you to join the conversations in our live virtual studio audience every Thursday or any Thursday that you are available from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific time. For more information, please visit us at blindspots.vip forward slash audience. That's blindspots.vip forward slash audience. Now, back to the program. It's just that little pat on the back, a little bit of acknowledgement that they just need to feel Wow, I do matter. Absolutely. You know, and, and I love this discussion about, you know, acknowledgement and compliment and, uh, and how it's being focused right now on that connection 
in the workplace, right? As Mark said, it, it's definitely a bottom line issue. Um, and I remember, you know, something Brene Brown had said is that, you know, we all long for connection. Like everybody wants connection. That's just part of the human condition, if you will. We want connection. Not everybody's really good at expressing that, especially competitors. Um, but we, we want a connection. And as Kirby, uh, you know, spoke to that uh, situation, the manager or the boss or the, you know, the person in charge needs to slow down long enough, pause long enough to, to be present in the moment, to recognize and to acknowledge some, because uh, we get so caught up in the minutia, especially the higher up you are in the food, in the, the hierarchy, the more responsibility get so caught up in the minutiae of what needs to get done that we forget the people who actually are going to do it. And that's where we need to connect. So acknowledgement's powerful. Connect upwards. Don't let, don't let your boss intimidate you. <laughs> you know, don't, don't cower down just because they're the boss, you know, literally try to connect, find ways nobody, to help them. Nobody wants up here to be a brown noser, right? <laughs> Well, I think as Steve, if, if you're authentic, it's not a brown noser at all. It right. actually shows up and you can, you can tell when they, when they're up to something else as well. It's not that, you know, it shows up really clearly. Uh, but yeah, it's, I just put a note in there, Stephen, I, you're absolutely right. It does make a big difference when leadership also gets, gets acknowledged. Being at the top of that the food chain, your job is to provide and make sure everybody else is taken care of, but you need to be taken care of as well. So you've got to find the right people around you. Your middle manager may not be the people to do it. Your team may not be, but they may just have the pressure. So you've got to surround yourselves with the people that see that, know that, and love you for that. And I know you've got a good support system, Stephen. You, you do do a great job. I work with you and your team. I've seen that transformation occur that you are committed to providing and the community that you built. So really well done work, Steve. Thank you. Chelsea, I wanted to acknowledge uh, your chat message. Uh, you said, sometimes it feels like you're doing all this work for nothing, but then you get that small acknowledgement and it helps you to refocus. So true. And for all the bosses out there, all the managers, all the leaders, we're not talking about every day you have to stop and acknowledge somebody. Every, it's just pay attention and look for those opportunities when they, are, when they arise. Kevin, on, on that note, uh, we were you talking about how else do you receive? How do you make sure you receive well? So one of the things that, that works well for me is that if I give a compliment or an acknowledgement, just a response of thanks doesn't cut it. I'm not sure if they heard it or they're just uncomfortable about it or they didn't even land. Thanks for saying that. That really made a difference in my day today. So I appreciate that. Just that extra little bit of a word that people can understand. And when people are giving it to you verbally in person or even over Zoom, eye contact, being there, not being like, okay, oh yeah, th thanks, I got that. I appreciate that. And then moving away. That doesn't land well either. Receiving is probably the hardest thing to get. It's so uncomfortable for us. Look, what came out of uh, one of the leadership program cohorts that uh, we're leading was fascinating uh, yesterday even, right? Where they... An observation was made by one of the small groups that sometimes it's, it's hard to receive. And if you, as we'll use Mark's phrase, set the table. If you as a boss are going to give accolades 
to somebody. There's, there's those spontaneous in the moment acknowledgements and compliments. Those are great. But if you already know ahead of time, maybe it's a review or maybe it's a project, you know, finalizing a project and you know, you're going to want to share some positive feedback. If you contact and let that, that employee know, Hey, I'd like to get together because I've got some positive feedback for you. From what came out of the group is that setting the table, that preparation in their minds to receive, help them actually be able to receive the compliments or the acknowledgement even better. Yeah. Um, and somebody, I think one of the people looking at, I started to dominate here, but one of the people made a comment. It's like, yeah, you, you know, those annual reviews you get, <laughs> like you're always waiting for the shoe to drop. Like it might be positive things being saying, but in the back of your mind, you're just always waiting for that negative aspect. But if you set the table and let them know, Hey, I've got nothing but positive feedback. I want to give you, let's get together. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say the exact same thing is that if you start that performance review, just for saying, it's all good. Now let's go through the review. Nothing to worry about. Let's get through it. Now that anxiety is the way you're actually present in that conversation as opposed to saying, okay, what are they setting me up for? What are they setting me up for? What's going to happen? And, you know, as a leader, know that the person that you're giving the review to has no clue how good they've done, even though they've hit every single metric. If they haven't heard acknowledgement from you all year and all that you're getting is incredible bonus and then paychecks, they still don't know they're doing a good job. Mark, I got a question for you. We're having this conversation around leadership in workplaces. And Kevin, you talked about connection. In relationships, Mark, you do a lot of work with couples. Would you say that this is one of the key ingredients of a relationship? Oh, for sure. I think any family relationship, actually, you can also take the same principles and apply them to children. They need to hear acknowledgement, not just compliments. And when they hear a compliment, they need to know why, what you gave, because that which makes you feel good, you want to do more of. So you know, the more positive you are with them, the st I call it strength-based approach, see what's strong, not what's wrong and, uh, affirm their personhood. So I think it's absolutely essential for connection. I think that's one of the things where couples drift apart is that they're not actually taking the time to, uh, uniquely affirm each other and, and acknowledge what they bring to the relationship, what they bring to their lives. You know, just the other day, my wife grabs my hand and says, Thanks for taking such, for such good care of me. Well, she's got equity all over the place now. Like I would be doing dishes even. I mean, my goodness, she pulled out the best in me. <laughs> Mark, Valent Mark Valentine's Day is coming up. That's why she did that. Come on. There's a, there's a hidden agenda. You know that. <laughs> no, but yeah. isn't that true? Isn't that so true? Is that it would, as you were saying that, Mark, even in workplaces, those little things will make a difference. However, are you hearing those little things? Yeah. In fact, I would go in, in, in a communication, remember 7% the words we speak, 38% the tone of voice and 55% is body language. So both, I would go one step further and suggest that, um, uh, good communication would be, uh, actually asking them. So if I, if I acknowledge somebody and they're kind of like, yeah, thanks. Or they're just, you know, they're not really, I can tell they're not receiving it. I might just, just ask them and say, did you hear what I said? Did like, did you really take that on board? Like, you need to know this, this is important for you to hear. 
So I would I would slow it down a little bit if I really felt like there was, if we're if we wanted connection, we got to make sure that we connected. Don't just assume assumptions the enemy of faith. So you if you want to faith in somebody, make sure that they it landed. Just ask them. It's pretty simple. Not easy, but simple. Thanks, Mark. When you think in terms of leading organizations, you can lead it with a process mindset, which process is important, or you can lead it with a relational mindset, which leans on process. As long as the process serves the vision or the heart of it, you're good. But as soon as the vision has to serve the process, you institutionalize. Yeah, or another way to put that, you sacrifice the people to get the vision accomplished or to get the processes moving smoothly, you're, de- you're defeating yourself, yeah. right? You can have the best process in the world, but if you treat people like a means to an end, rather than identify who they are and acknowledge who they are and bring, bring the relational aspect to that organization, you're not, you're not reaching its fullest potential. Yeah. That's why soft skills training is so important. It's an investment that's well invested, but it's a good investment for companies. But I don't, I call them essential skills. I don't call them soft skills anymore. They're actually yeah. essential skills. They're as important as the skill you have to doing your job. Hey, uh, for, uh, if you haven't already gone to our podcast page, we invite everybody here to go subscribe to our podcast. We're super excited about it. These uh, live discussions turn into our podcast and the podcast is, is just skyrocketing. So we're already in the top 50% of podcasts and we would love you guys to all join us in that uh, journey. So until, uh, until next week, been a great conversation. We look forward to next Thursday or any Thursday that you can join us here at the blind spots, awareness, leadership forum till then make it a great week everybody bye for now thank you for listening to the awareness advantage podcast brought to you weekly by the leadership team at blind spots global a multinational multicultural leadership development organization specializing in transforming managers who are good at getting stuff done into great leaders who can influence and inspire others to achieve their best if you have not yet subscribed Please do so now so you will never miss an episode. If you would like to join our live virtual studio audience and participate in the conversations, visit us at blindspots.vip forward slash audience. That's blindspots.vip forward slash audience. We hope to see you there.